for as long as I can remember. I have had a passion for helping others live into their potential. My goal is to share some practical knowledge from the world of performance psychology and wisdom from my own experiences to bring personal growth to you right where you are. Come on in. I'm Kayla, the coach next door. Hi everyone, this is Kayla, the coach next door, and I am going to be starting a discussion today, first part of a series that I'm going to do on stress management. And I really love this topic. It's one of my favorite things to speak on because I think that there is one, a real need for strategies for stress management in this world that we live in, but also because I think that there is so much that is just kind of ambiguous about stress and stress management. I know a lot of the time I will hear, oh, I'm feeling really stressed or I'm not sure how to deal with this stress. And I think that understanding what stress is, why our bodies feel stressed the way that they do is the first step. So that's really what we're going to go over today is the basics of what is stress. So the first thing I want to say about stress, I'm going to reiterate multiple times throughout this series, is a specific definition of what stress is. So that is that stress is the perception that demands outweigh resources. Most basically, that means that we have a perception that there is too much of a demand being placed on us and we don't have the resources to deal with that demand. This definition is going to continually be important as we go through how to deal with stress because if you break down the three primary pieces of that definition, the perception, the demands, and the resources, those are things that we can control typically when it comes to our stress. So that's going to be how we conquer stress through these series of episodes. So to get back to what we're talking about today, what is stress? Evolutionarily, stress is actually a really great thing for your body to have adapted over time. It essentially is what kept our uh, prehistoric ancestors alive because evolutionarily, the purpose of stress is to alert your body that you might have a demand on your body that's going to outweigh your current resources. So the example I like to give living in and growing up in Florida is an alligator is chasing you. So all that stress was intended for with our prehistoric ancestors was to alert your body, hey, there is a real threat 
to your livelihood, i.e. this alligator chasing you. So your body needs to be prepared to do something in order to survive. And what that looks like from a biological perspective is what we commonly call fight, flight, or freeze. And in order for our bodies to have those appropriate responses to the stressor, there are two primary hormones which are released in our bodies that have very key functions. The first of which is adrenaline, which most of us know what that experience feels like. I know for me, most commonly, I get a rush of adrenaline if I am driving and someone pulls out quickly in front of me and it's a near miss um, for the next couple minutes I feel that adrenaline rush so most of us are familiar with what that feels like but on a most basic level for responding to stress it increases respiration it increases heart rate muscle tension and all of those are meant to be a stress response in order to fight or fly away from the danger. So again, it's going to be important if you're getting ready to either fight some alligator or run away from an alligator, your body needs to be prepared to run with increased muscle tension. Your body needs to be ready to pump more blood to those muscles, to breathe more, to get oxygen to those muscles. So that's the adrenaline response that comes in conjunction with stress. The second is cortisol, which has gotten a lot more attention recently because of its correlation with weight gain, which we'll talk about here in a second. But your body's cortisol response is a little bit more nuanced than your adrenaline response. You probably don't realize when your body is releasing cortisol, at least in a, like immediate stressful environment like I was talking about with when you're driving. The things that cortisol will do to your system is it's primarily responsible for diverting energy in order to make sure that you have the energy to fight or fly from the stressor. So it does things like diverting energy from more of our high functioning brain activities like short-term memory and emotion control. It does things like increasing blood sugar production in order to, again, feed those muscles in a way which would be energy provoking in the event that you need to fly or run away. It also uh, deters energy from the immune functioning. And so I'm going to talk here in a second about what happens when we have chronic stress, but that is one of the things that will biologically happen is that your immune system will be suppressed because of the amount of cortisol in your system. Okay, so all of that to be said, like I was uh, briefly mentioning before, evolutionarily, this is great. This kept our species alive by providing them with ways to run away from that alligator in the event that they were being chased. It kept humans alive and thriving. So of course, stress as a function of survival was passed down to us through evolution because it had such a beneficial impact on our predecessors. Now, where it becomes an issue 
is if it becomes chronic, which unfortunately is the situation that most of us humans in this day and age encounter stress. So as opposed to our ancestors who may may have been running away from an animal who was trying to kill them, our stress manifests in ways which are not quite so threatening to our actual livelihood. Now our stress comes from things like deadlines at work, relational issues like an argument with a friend or family member. It might come from financial concerns. It might come from a multitude of things that uh, really are not quite as life-threatening as a animal who might be chasing you. So unfortunately, the body doesn't know the difference between the two. And so the stress response when an alligator is chasing you is meant to subside once you are free of that danger. Your body knows once you've escaped from that alligator chasing you and then the stress response stops. However, we all know that the stresses that we experience in our current everyday lives don't ever really stop or at least the perception of them doesn't really stop. And that's where we start to have the really serious health issues that we see with people who experience chronic stress. It is those things like the increased heart rate, the increased muscle tension, the disabled immune functioning, and the increased blood sugar production, which come as a stress response. If that is the pressure your body is being put under constantly is what leads to things like chronic fatigue, weight gain, heart disease, all of these can be products of the stress response occurring in a chronic condition in your body. All right, so now that we've talked about all the terrible things that can happen if you have chronic stress, let's talk about my first tip for how to deal with stress. And this is probably the easiest, most basic way And we just talked a lot about the biological responses, and this is a biological trick for physically feeling like you're less stressed. The first physical trick that I have for you might sound kind of silly, and you might already think that you know that this is part of what you should do for stress management, but bear with me. But that is to have some sort of meditation and or mind body practice. First and foremost, this is important because you are going to be hopefully in a quiet, undistracted space. So you're not going to be under any type of sensory overload. I know a lot of yoga practice is spent with your eyes closed even so that that way you're not distracted by the visual cues. It really allows you to quiet the mind, calm down your thought process, but then also from a physiological perspective, slow your breathing. So like we said before, one of the adrenaline byproducts is increased respiration. So we're doing the opposite of that by slowing down our breathing intentionally. That's a huge part of a uh, typical meditation practice. 
and also releasing some of that muscle tension that is also part of the adrenaline response. Things like just stretching for a few minutes as a part of a yoga practice. Usually you're doing some sort of flexibility work. That releasing of muscle tension will also give a feedback response to your body and to your brain to say, I am not under stress. It's almost like it tricks your brain into discontinuing that cyclical response to stress that otherwise it would have under that constant muscle tension. Now, the second thing that can trick your body physiologically is to exercise regularly. Now that's going to be any type of exercise where you're getting your heart rate up, where you have some sort of increased respiration. Typically people think that they need to do some sort of cardio like running or biking, but even if you're doing weight training or playing some sort of game, something that's even kind of fun, dancing, um, it doesn't have to look like uh, your typical, just I'm gonna go out for a run, Find something, obviously, that you find enjoyable, but the goal is that your heart rate is going to be elevated and that you're going to be increasing your respiration. The reasoning behind that is first and foremost because if you're dealing with chronic stress, you are already at a risk for developing heart disease and doing some sort of exercise is going to regulate your blood pressure which is going to be so critical for making sure that you don't put yourself at risk for having some sort of coronary event. But also, it's really important to understand that the purpose behind having that stress response is because your body's preparing to release energy. And if you release the energy in the form of exercise, it tricks your brain into thinking, okay, I'm done with that stressor. Just like we were talking about, if you finish running away from the alligator, then the stress response ends. It has the same effect. Your body doesn't understand that you still have the quote unquote stressors that you previously did. It just knows that you expended the energy that it was storing up in order for you to respond to the stress. And finally, it also will release endorphins, which is that feel good hormone so it will also encourage you to come back to continue exercising in order to continue getting the benefit of that physical activity. Essentially, what all of this is doing is changing your brain's perception of what the stress is doing in your body, which goes back to that definition we first started off with, that stress is the perception that your demands outweigh your resources. So again, in this series about stress, we're going to tackle those three main points, the perception, your demands, or your resources. These tips about tricking your body are the first step in altering the perception that your body has of the stress. We're going to continue talking about stress in upcoming episodes. Be sure to subscribe to The Coach Next Door on your favorite podcast platform so that you are getting notified of new episodes as they come out. I really enjoyed starting this conversation with you guys about stress today. I hope that you enjoyed it and that we all get moving in order to manage our stress a little bit better. Thanks again, and this is Kayla, the coach next door. We'll see you next time.